0: The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention
1: quietly changed its guidance on COVID testing. Hospitals backed by private equity firms charged a lot more than their non PE backed counterparts. And the pharmaceutical industry has a plan to lower drug prices. All that more on today's episode of GIST Healthcare Daily. It's Thursday, August 27th, and I'm Alex Olgan with GIST Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention now recommends people who have been exposed to someone who has COVID not get tested if they don't have any symptoms. This is a reversal of the agency's previous guidance, recommending everyone who has had close contact with a COVID-positive patient get tested, regardless of whether or not they have symptoms. The story of how this happened is still unfolding, but here's what we know as of Wednesday evening. The guidelines, which were quietly changed this week, were met with outrage by public health experts. Dr. Alina Wen is an emergency physician visiting professor at George Washington University's School of Public Health and a CNN medical analyst. She said on the network Wednesday morning, these are exactly the people who
0: should be tested. I mean, imagine if you got exposed at work, you would wanna know for your own family whether you have COVID-19 because you don't wanna bring it back to your loved ones. And also we need to know for public health purposes. We know that 50% of transmission could be caused by people who are asymptomatic. So why wouldn't we want this population to be tested?
1: especially at a time when tens of thousands of college students are returning to campuses across the country. This week, the University of Alabama reported a cluster of more than 500 COVID-19 cases within the first week of students returning to campus. Public health experts have been for months urging the country to test, trace, and isolate to control the spread of the virus. This new recommendation flies in the face of that long-standing guidance, especially since the CDC and other global health agencies have acknowledged that asymptomatic people could account for a significant amount of virus transmission. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said this was a political decision, and he's ignoring the guidance. Here he is on a call with reporters Wednesday.
0: This just evidences once again political control over what's supposed to be a public health organization. Uh, the history books are going to record this. Shame on the people in the CDC. These will be indefensible actions in the light of history. Indefensible.
1: President Trump has previously said the country should slow down testing because the case numbers were making the country look bad. And other policies the administration is shaping appear to be taking aim at COVID testing. Earlier this week, Medicare said it would only pay for one COVID test for seniors without a doctor's order. There are conflicting reports about how the change at the CDC came about. According to The New York Times, an unnamed health official said the guidelines came from top health officials outside of the CDC. But then on a call with reporters Wednesday morning, the administration's coronavirus testing czar, Admiral Brett Giroir, said that guidelines were a CDC action and the president was not involved. Giroir said to reporters that the emphasis of the new guidance was to focus on more appropriate testing, not less testing, and that he and other health experts, including Drs. Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, and FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn, were involved in the recommendations. But, as Dr. Fauci told CNN, he was undergoing surgery as the guidelines were finalized and wasn't part of any discussions. He told the network that he's concerned that these recommendations give the incorrect perception that asymptomatic spread is not a problem. Hahn has had his own missteps this week. He had to correct a statement that he made during Sunday's press conference announcing temporary approval of convalescent blood plasma as a COVID-19 treatment. He said Sunday that the treatment reduced deaths by 35 percent. But since there was no control group, that statistic is not accurate. Hahn told Bloomberg in an interview he's aware of the mistake and acknowledges he needs to be more careful. Hahn is not new to interpreting research. He's an oncologist, cancer researcher, and was the chief medical executive of MD Anderson Cancer Center before joining the FDA. He has denied any political influence and tried to again assure the public he would make decisions based on science, not politics. We'll continue to follow the story as it develops. Hospitals owned by private equity firms make almost 30% more than hospitals that are not. A new study in the Journal of the American Medical Association evaluated the performance of more than 700 hospitals, 200 of which are owned by private equity firms. Private equity firms have been buying healthcare organizations at a fast pace over the past several years. A GS Healthcare analysis found a record number of deals in 2018 and 2019 represented more than $100 billion in total value. JAMA researchers found that three years after the acquisition, private equity-owned hospitals on average brought in $2.3 million more in annual net income than non-PE-backed hospitals. They found PE-backed hospitals are charging more per patient and had larger charge-to-cost ratios. But it's not all bad news. The JAMA study found that some quality metrics improved at a number of PE-owned hospitals. Researchers said this could be because those facilities are more closely following standards or making efforts to get financial bonuses tied to pay for performance contracts. Pharmaceutical companies are offering their own plan to reduce drug prices for Medicare patients. The plan was sent to the White House Sunday just ahead of the president's publicly announced deadline for drug makers to offer an alternative to his executive order. In late July, the president unveiled four executive orders aimed at lowering the cost of prescription drugs. In an unconventional move, he said the order that would tie the prices that Medicare pays for drugs to what other countries pay wouldn't go into effect for a month which would have been on Tuesday, August 25th. He said the drug makers had a month to come to him with a deal on how to lower costs. Politico reports multiple sources are saying that pharmaceutical company organization Pharma is proposing to lower prices for physician-administered medicines in Medicare Part B by 10%. That's still less than the administration's plan linking domestic prices to international prices, which is estimated to save 30%. The Pharmaceutical industry's plan also includes limiting patient cost-sharing. They also propose a demonstration that would cap cost-sharing for patients who get medicines through Medicare Part D. Altogether, their plan is estimated to save $100 billion over a decade. Drugmakers made a direct appeal to the president, currently in the midst of a re-election fight, saying that the implementation of the plan could be aggressive and happen before November. Taking a look at healthcare stocks, the Justice Department charged Teva Pharmaceuticals with a price fixing scheme. The DOJ alleges Teva conspired with competitors to raise the price of generic drugs. Teva rejected the claims and said it will defend itself in court. Shares of Teva Pharmaceuticals were trading up 1.4% at the end of the trading day Wednesday. The broader sector was down 0.12%. Thanks for listening to GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on gisthealthcare.com. GIST Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of GIST Healthcare.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.